Welcome to Two Sides to the Story with Ted and Lori. I'm Ted Zaleski. And I'm Lori Hersetter. Today we're going to do a little bit of a lot of different things. Uh, just take you through some things that have been going on and some things that are coming up. So something I think that's been happening more often lately is that after we record an episode, we both have sort of these follow-up thoughts. And it's, oh, we forgot to mention, or something else happened related to what we talked about. So I'd like to start today with a little bit of that, because I think we both have a couple of things that have come up since recent recordings that are worth follow-up. So um, I'll go first. My, my first one is we mentioned in an episode, I think it was episode 31, um, the Red Emma's Bookstore and Coffee Shop. They are in Baltimore, and we have not been there, but it's been on our list of places that we'd like to go. Um, it was recommended by our friend at the Carroll County Public Library, Lisa Picker. Uh, she is the communications director, and she knows that we like Good Book Hunting. In fact, she named Good Book Hunting um, as a segment of our show. Yeah, Lisa is Good Book Hunting Mama. She is. And we have to take her when we eventually get to Red Emma's. So she sent the two of us a link to Red Emma's website and said, this looks like your kind of place, guys. And we haven't been there yet, but I put them on our watch list. So, you know, we're getting the handle on social media. Neither of us are pros at it. Um, but between having a Facebook presence and a uh, Instagram presence, we're not only learning to post things about what we're doing, but we're also learning to follow people that are doing things we're interested in. So I started following Red Emma's and I mentioned in episode 31 that they have a safe in their store. It's a two story building. Um, they've got books, they've got food. Um, they're a vegan sort of snacky food place, obviously coffee because they are a coffee shop. They do a lot of events and then an interesting, odd thing they have is the safe that they can't get open. If I remember right, this is a, a, a big safe, something you walk into, not just some little thing in the wall. Right? Uh, no, you don't walk into it, but yeah. it is pretty big. It okay. was big enough that they couldn't move it out when they uh, took the space um, over. So it's in the middle of the bookstore, and they've got bookshelves on either side of it. So they sort of just worked around it because it's way too heavy for anybody to get out of there. It's also, uh, up until recently, um, thought to be unlockable. And they put this call out to people on Twitter and Instagram to say, hey, friends and book lovers, when you come to the bookshop for the next month or whatever it takes, we'll let you take a shot at opening the safe. And they had some guidelines about what could happen. And uh, I got the Instagram update the other day. Um, that somebody from this cooperative locksmith group, serious people, were coming to take a look and they were going to give it a go. And the gentleman who, uh, one of the people who works at the store, uh, said, we'll keep you in the loop about what happens. Well, today they put the Instagram video out showing the safe being opened. And yes, I'm going to tease you and say, I'm not telling you what happened, <laughs> except to say that the safe got opened and that it was not empty. So I'm going to encourage you to take a look at Red Emma's, to check them out on social media, including Instagram, and you can watch for yourself to see what happened when they opened the safe. I don't know what happened. I'm not telling you. So you either, this is to promote them. This is what we do is promote bookstores. So people will either need to go seek them out on Instagram so they can see the video or go to the bookstore and check it out for yourself. And just to make it even a little bit more interesting, there was a something inside the safe that will be a to be continued. You know how you watch a show and there's a cliffhanger? There was a bit of a cliffhanger, so it might be interesting for people to check it out and then stay tuned because we may have another update or you can go find out for yourself what happens next because it's not over yet. 
Well, I sure don't have a clue. <laughs> okay. That's mine. What do you have for follow-up information of previous things that we've been talking about? In a fairly recent episode, we talked about a book, and Lori wrote it down. What was, what was it called? Uh, Create Anyway, The Joys of Pursuing Creativity in the Margins of Motherhood. Right. So uh, I took a look at the book. I thought it was pretty interesting, but uh, I definitely looked at this and I said, well, this is Lori's kind of book. So I think it's in her hands now. But one thing in particular, we talked about, uh, she had written a poem. She took a pile of books and the words that were on the spine, spines of the books, put them in order in a pile so that it was a, a poem, which I thought was a really interesting idea. So I've been walking by my bookshelves recently. I keep kind of looking up there, saying, okay, what words are on the spines of these books? You know, is there a poem in there? I haven't, haven't done it yet. I haven't actually moved a book, but it's on my mind. But then um, poetry also touched something else I read recently. It's a book called It Rained Warm Bread. It's about the Holocaust. Uh, family in Poland who got caught up in things. And it's a novel, but it's a novel written as prose. It's a series of one, two-page poems telling the story of uh, this person's father in, in the Holocaust. I thought it was an interesting story, and it was also just very interesting um, how they went about trying to do it. I'm not, I'm, I'm sure it's not the first time somebody's done this, but I don't remember seeing something quite like this before. And um, another thing, kind of uh, in the news, uh, for those out there who have paid any attention to the Women's World Cup of Soccer, uh, U.S. women's team, which has been dominating dominant for a number of years, had an early exit, which was kind of disappointing. In an article that followed that recently, uh, kind of interesting, it was about the U.S. soccer team as readers. And there's one player, Sophia Smith, who's a prominent player on the team, who apparently is kind of an instigator of reading on the team. She's gotten she brings books around and she's gotten a number of people on the team to start reading hmm. who maybe weren't reading before. You know, something we've talked about on Two Sides, other episodes, you know, helping people get started. And um, one player, another one of some note, Rose Lavelle, asked what hobbies she has outside of soccer. Mm -hmm. And she said, Buying books and reading books. Wow. Book people. <laughs> yeah. And soccer people. Right. So, um, you know, they, the article talks more about some different people and, you know, um, some of the particular things they read. But it just really caught my eye. You know, I, I think most of the time people might make an assumption, oh, well, big time soccer players, they're not readers. But here, in fact, we have evidence that at least some of them are. Well, it's interesting because that takes me back to something, and this is book-related, um, about the women's soccer team. Um, there was a book that I read, and it was um, one of the I – mean, oh, she was a long-time player for them, and, and they were winning. They were winning big. As you said, they dominated for years. Uh, her name is Abby Wambach. And she had done a commencement speech at a college – and it was so popular that uh, it became a book. And it was her talking about her, her team and, and what they've just become as a family um, together and, and playing and, and outside of, of soccer even. And it was called Wolfpack. And um, it, 
one is it's interesting to see reading come up again for this women's soccer team because I would imagine Abby may still have some sort of a, a link to them. You know, does she mentor some of the, the younger players? But that influence for this book part, I wonder if it runs even deeper, if it's even longer term. Uh, the other thing for me is um, the idea of books that are based on commencement speeches, because that in itself could easily be a show for us. So that could be an episode. Can you think of some right off a of hand? I know I can. John well, Waters. Yeah, John Waters. Exactly. Uh, what was it called? Make, make Trouble. Make Trouble. And then um, I read a book recently that was a military person. Do you remember that one? It was Make Your Bed. Yes. Yeah. So there, there are a bunch that I think that are, are like that. Um, and then, you know, this is not a top secret thing that I'm a fan of Matthew McConaughey. And he did, um, I think, a commencement speech that ended up being like a video recording that was like, you know, viewed by millions and millions of people. So just an interesting topic about books that have come from commencement speeches, because I think there are quite a few of those. Okay, so those are our follow-up items, but it's been an interesting week here where we live. So that's something I wanted to talk about um, briefly is, so this is Friday afternoon, and on Monday, here in Carroll County, where, where Ted and I both live, um, we had a huge storm. And this storm, like, shut things down, uh, literally 30 Telephone poles were laid across various roads throughout our county. The road through the county. Well, and yes, and I don't know that they were all on that road, but enough were on that road that it shut down our main, Route 140. Still parts of it are shut down now. And now it's Friday. We still have people without power. We still have roads that are detoured. Um, just a crazy, crazy week with weather. Yeah, you know, this made me think about something. Yeah, you know, I've talked before how I have, oh, I always have books in my car. Mm -hmm. I think in that recent episode, I, I said I'm basically a uh, traveling bookstore right right now. But where these poles came down on 140 is my route home. Mm -hmm. And I left my job just a little bit after this happened, but not very much after. The poles I, were already down? Yes. Okay. But I could have easily left a little bit earlier. Oh, that's and, scary and to think. Been right, right there. Yeah. Now, it's an amazing thing. Nobody was hurt in this. There were cars stuck between poles and under wires, but nobody, nobody was hurt. Mm -hmm. But I could have been one of those cars that was sitting there literally for hours. Yeah. And here's the big point. Keep books in your car. Oh, this is the point? <laughs> <laughs> you never know when you're going to get trapped between utility poles in a storm, and you should have a book ready for you. Wow. If that's not wisdom, I, I don't know what is. Boy, Ted, you just really just, I, I'm, I'm there 100%. You've sold me on this. I will never travel without a book in my car again. Well, you know, we can make a joke because fortunately people were not hurt, but there were people trapped in vehicles. Um, it's amazing that no one was seriously injured because they literally, that was one of the articles that I read that they, I mean, clearly the emergency crews were working left and right to try to get these people released from vehicles. But it specifically said um, many people, including, I, I want to say dozens, um, including children and pets that were trapped in vehicles until they could be rescued. So, your point being that if you have a book while you're trapped, at least you have something good to read. Bonus time. Oh my goodness. Wow. Well, you, I think I'm an optimist. You just put <laughs> quite a spin on something horrific. So this is not where I thought this conversation was going to go. I was going to relate the storm to, to, to book things. Okay. Okay. So there was a book event here at Exploration Commons that I was interested in going to. And I talked to my friend, Sharon, who also wanted to attend. So we were scheduled to be at Exploration Commons Tuesday for Books and Bites. It was in the commercial kitchen here at Exploration Commons, Memoirs and Mimosas. They are going to be making some brunch bites and non-alcoholic mimosas 
all while discussing some great food-related memoirs. Does that not sound like fun? So Sharon was going to go with me, and I don't know if this is karma, but I did not tell you about this event because I was trying to get a leg up on our cooking competition oh, wow. that is coming in October. I thought, I'm going to get a little time in the Exploration Commons commercial kitchen and see if I can learn a few things. Okay, so this is getting kind of cutthroat here. To benefit me in this competition that we are going to be having in October. So... Here's the moral of the story. Besides have a book in your car in case you get trapped in your vehicle on 140, you might also want to tell your podcast partner when you are planning to attend an event like that because I didn't get to go. They had to cancel it because of the storm. They rescheduled it for today, and I couldn't come today because of things I had going on at work. So, no leg up, no advantage for me. I was not able to attend Books and Bites here at Exploration Commons. But so. only because circumstances <laughs> took because you away. Because of the storm. <laughs> hmm. Well, I've now confessed, and you know that I was planning to come here with my buddy Sharon and try to plan my strategy, and it did not work out, and I did not get to attend, and I, I'm sure it was a wonderful event, and I am going to get to an Exploration Commons cooking event. I just hope it's before our event. So this explains now why people have been saying, watch your back, Ted. I didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> that is not, I know one, no one has said that. You said you've been practicing cooking. You did. You said, I've got to turn off a burner. Was that a joke? I, I don't remember if it must have been. Okay. Well, anyway, we, we've already mentioned this, and there will be more details to come. But uh, Exploration Commons has asked us to have a cooking battle. Uh, Ted versus Lori in the kitchen um, to prepare some dishes for an audience and judges and it's going to be a fun event. It's happening on Halloween. It will be an afternoon. I think it's two or three o'clock. I have to look at the details. And, and clearly we have months to plan. Uh, but that's in the works. And I would imagine it's going to be a topic more than once in our episodes between now and then as we both prepare and try to decide what we're making and um, figure out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called... Two sides to the plate. Two sides to the plate, exactly. And there's cooking, but there's also an element, and this is going to be a judged competition. Mm -hmm. There's also an element that is storytelling about what you're cooking and why. And now I'm, I'm, gonna get, I'm getting a little paranoid now that I'm hearing <laughs> this other stuff. You know, Lori got me to tell her what, you what I'm going to cook. But I haven't heard a word from her. I'm like, working she on has it. In, in my... I have too many ideas at the moment. I need to narrow it down. Uh, I have some thoughts about what it could be, um, but I don't know yet. So I'm not withholding. I just simply haven't decided. Yeah, I'm, I'm figuring I'm going to hear at some point, come, come to the competition. You'll find out. Maybe. We'll see. You don't have to tell me either. You may not stick I with it. But you might not stick with your original plan. I am. There's a lot of time between now and October. You might change. Nope. That's where I'm going. Okay. Well, I will let you know when I decide what I'm making. I just haven't decided yet. Okay. Stay tuned, audience. We've got more to come. I think I've just named our episode for today. I always have to think about what we're going to call the show. So what did I start at the beginning? I'm not going to tell you about Red Emma's. It's a teaser to say, go check it out to find out what was in their safe. I'm not going to tell you what I'm cooking. <laughs> and I don't think that's the only thing. There might be something else in this episode that is going to be a, a bit of a teaser. So this is the two sides teaser episode, I believe. And we're going to be talking about my daughter, Monica, a little bit in a, in a minute. And I told her, don't tell me about the books you got so we can save it for the episode. The element of surprise is very nice. Okay, one other thing about the storm, and this is about one of our local bookstores, and I do not know if any of the other two were impacted, but again, social media, uh, the Rudolph girls posted on Instagram, and two things, um, I gotta say, I'm just, I'm such fans of these ladies. On what time did it happen? I, I don't know when this was posted, 
but it may have even been the same day of the event. So the storm was Monday night. Tuesday morning was a mess everywhere. Lots of businesses were back open by like mid-morning on Tuesday or maybe Tuesday afternoon. Um, they posted something, and I don't know if this was Tuesday or Wednesday, but it says, the bookstore has power. We'll be doing story time and crafts all day long from 10 to 6. Stop in any time and we'll help keep the kiddos entertained for a bit. I thought that was awesome that here they saw what was going on in our community. A lot of people were without power for certainly 24 hours, some of them for days. And I, I thought, how awesome that they would just open up their shop to say, we know you're struggling, you got kids at home and they're all going a little haywire right now. Bring them to the bookstore and we'll help you entertain them. I, I just, I thought that was really commendable. Yeah, and I think they, they really feel like we're a bookstore, but you know, we're part of the community too. Exactly. We have really, that is one thing that I have learned this year in doing this show is that book people rock. I mean, they just, it's such a community feel when you go to these bookstores, to these libraries, it's about books. Yes, but it's about a lot more than books. And I'm just very grateful um, to be part of it and to met the people that we have met. So sort of a side note about the Rudolph girls is that then they had their own problems. Here they are opening their doors to the world to say we've got power, but they also had issues. So I'll read this other post. Books and waters, books and water don't mix. We came in this morning to discover a lot of damage in our children's section. We have closed off that part of the store, but made room for what we still have in the front. Please come visit us and other small businesses that sustained damage and lost power during the storm. We appreciate you. I didn't know there was that kind of damage. I didn't either. Uh, but I saw that and I thought, well, I was already in the previous post, I think the day before, feeling like, aren't they great? And then realizing even more so because they're struggling with what to do about the damage to their business and yet still making sure they're offering that community service. So I, I can't encourage you enough to support your local independent bookstores. Um, I, I would imagine you have people like the Rudolph girls in your community if you're listening somewhere other than our little county that they just um, deserve your support. So stop in and say hi to Nikki and Allie at Rudolph Girls. Absolutely. Okay, so we've done a lot of bookish things lately, and I think this episode is really kind of like that. You know, picture Ted and I sitting with a cup of coffee just talking about, so what'd you do last weekend? We have a lot of that to share. And I know you've replaced the coffee with the beer, <laughs> and I might have a cocktail or a glass of wine. So everybody picture that. That's not what's happening, but it would be nice. So Lori does have a bottle of water, <laughs> just water. Yeah, nothing exciting. And it's a strange bottle of water. It's not quite sitting straight. But anyway, so um, in the what'd you do last weekend, I have a couple of things. One relates to our one of our other local bookstores, uh, The Last Word, which is in Mount Airy. Um, they have a second location, which is Savage, Maryland, which I have not been to. Have you been to Me that either. one? Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll have to put that on the list. Um, but the owner there, her name is Erin and uh, we've met her mom, Tony. We've been talking to on and off and we, we hope to interview them at some point. It's just a matter of coordination. But I noticed again on Instagram that this um, bookstore participates in something that they do once a month for the town in which they are part of, which is Mount Airy. It has a really cool little downtown area. There are restaurants and shops and a brewery and a bookstore. So it's something called First Fridays in the downtown Mount Airy historic area. And the shops are open later and there's live music playing and lots of, you know, extra things happening and going on. So I thought, what a great excuse to go to the bookstore. So um, my son, his girlfriend and I went to participate in First Friday. We had dinner. We went into the bookstore. Um, I'm missing something else. Oh, we listened to the music a little bit. So anyway, just a, a cool thing. So took them for beer. I did not take them for a beer. Nope. Didn't happen. 
If you were there, I'm sure you would have gone for a beer. Have you been to the brewery that's, oh, yeah. that's the, there? The Liquidity Outworks. Okay. I, I've been there a number of times. I have not. Good, good spot. So the whole book and a beer thing, I think we've talked about occasionally. Um, I could see that definitely being more of an element to the show. So if you end up on a weekend trip going to Liquidity and to uh, The Last Word, you'll have to tell us about that in a, a future episode. And we can have one that's just books and beer if you want. So that was on Friday evening. And then Saturday, we went out of town, uh, the three of us, to a wizarding weekend in Waynesboro, Pennsylvania, which also has a bookstore that we have talked about in a previous episode. The Wee Scott. The Wee Scott, yes. So it's a Wee Scott is the the name. It's named for the mascot of the store, who is currently Mac, and Mac is a Westie, little black Westie. And um, the owner, um, and I talked the day that I was there, gosh, that was easily six months ago. I lose track of time, but it's been a while. And I've been wanting to get back to the bookstore. And this was the perfect opportunity to do so because my son and his girlfriend are Harry Potter fans and the Wizarding Weekend is absolutely about that. Um, So they had a lot of events going on all day Saturday. There were vendors selling um, Harry Potter related merchandise, um, different specials going on. There was a scouting troop that had a, you know, like sort of a room you could walk in that was decorated like a part of the world of Harry Potter. Um, And the bookstore had lots of activities going on. So I think I may have mentioned in the last Virginia episode that my son picked up some of the hardback Harry Potter books. And I misquoted because I thought he only had one left that he needed to get after that trip. Well, it was actually two. But when we were in the Wee Scott bookstore, he found one of them. So he's truly now down to needing just one. So this was a book trip where not only did he buy a book, but he was the only one who bought a book. I did not buy anything that day. But um, anyway, so just lots of interesting events in the area. If you're a book person, but looking to expand what you do with books, there's so many things. Um, And these are just a couple of examples. So you've had some book related events lately too. You want to talk about yours? Just this past week, I think it was Wednesday, right? That you went to a day for book lovers? Oh, okay, good. Yeah, people ask me, how was your weekend? And my reaction is usually, I don't know. I have to remember what I did. What did I do? <laughs> and that wasn't the weekend. That was actually a weekday. Yeah. So Day for Book Lovers, this is something Carroll County Public Library has been doing for a while. This was the 11th event. And actually, they, um, they started out saying um, how many people have been to a Day for Book Lovers, how many have been to two, and kept working their way through. And I think in the end, there were three of us who had been to all, all of them. Uh, so this changes from year to year, but the basic format is basically uh, author or authors uh, are interviewed or talk about a, a recent book, get some updates on books that are coming out soon or recently came out. Uh, a room full of people who are just interested in reading and hearing about reading. And one of the oddities of this, and this has come up before, is how overwhelmingly female this event mm-hmm. is. Uh, in this case, there were four men in the room. Only four. Four out of a hundred and some people. Wow. And one of them was on the Friends of the Library, and two of them worked for the library. Wow. <laughs> so I was the only guy who was there just because I chose to, to show up. Was one of them Richard? No, Richard was not was there. not there. Okay, well, we'll talk about Richard in a few minutes because that guy's not being at things came up recently. Okay, I'll hold that. Okay. Um, so the author this year was Catherine Rhea, Re- I think it's R-E-A-Y. 
she has a number of books. I think I counted nine books. Um, a likely Story Bookstore, another one of our Carroll County stores, was yeah. there. They had all of her books. I think all of her books. But then they also had all the books that were going to get talked about in the what's out there mm -hmm. for, for sale. Uh, I, I was not familiar with her, though. I don't remember hearing the name. I've never read any of her books, but you know, she's, she's written a lot. Um, this book, uh, In the Shadow of Moscow, I think it was called. A Shadow in Moscow. A Shadow in Moscow. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I haven't read it, don't know a whole lot about it, but it's a look at the Cold War, but from the perspective of the Soviet Union. Mm. You know, so in this book, you know, Americans are the bad guys. You know, so it's a different way of kind of, kind of looking at things. Um, new venue, they were in the Sykesville Fire Company uh, Hall. outgrown one space and tried another, but that business closed down. So this was a, a, another place to try. And instead of it being a lunch, because I think it's been uh, a yeah. lunch, wasn't it like an yes. afternoon tea? Yeah, Something it used to go like, like 10 to 2, mm -hmm. and there was some events, and you have lunch and some more. Yeah. So, so yes, um, it was. They had, they had some tea and some little things to eat, but not something you would sit down and call lunch probably. And I think the other big difference is that normally isn't it later in the year? And this was actually on the National Day for Book Lovers. That's that's true. That, yeah, that, that was cool. That, that came up. Mm -hmm. So National Day for Book Lovers and Carroll County Day for Book Lovers were the same the day. The same day. Yeah, I like the tie-in. So as far as the the book itself, obviously you now have it, so it's one we can give a follow-up to, and we'll, we'll put it in the show notes as, as we always do. Um, I think I'd like to get back to the boys and books discussion, but maybe we'll save that for a little bit, because I want to mention, here we are, this is, you know, an episode that wasn't intended to be specifically about our three local bookstores, but we've already talked about all three of them. Yeah. So the first was about Rudolph Girls and what they experienced during the storm. Second was about me going to First Friday with the last word. And now here you are about Likely Story, which it's not just that they happen to be there. They put this together with the library um, each year. This event, A Day for Book Lovers, they are a major part of that. And um, they're, you know, same thing about the Mount Airy downtown and our Westminster downtown, they are in Sykesville's downtown area, which similar to the last word has restaurants and shops and lots of interesting events. So we're very fortunate in our area to have such great bookstores and such great community locations. And, you know, as you're talking, I was thinking, you know, it's kind of the way it works. Um, you know, Carroll County has a very strong reading book event kind of culture. And these stores are, are are tied into it. You know, it's just, it's not surprising that we've talked about all three. Not at it's, all. it's hard to imagine how we'd even be having this conversation without them not coming up. Exactly. I think that's my point is just to say that there's such a foundation to what we're doing and, and you can't have one without the other. And, and we're very lucky. So, I mean, I think that those are the events that we participated in in the last week or so since the last episode. But the last episode itself is very interesting because it was a follow-up interview with the author, Charlie Goodyear, about his book, President Garfield, Radical to Unifier. This was an interview that Ted did um, as part of an event with A Likely Story, the Carroll County Public Library, and hosted at Carroll Lutheran Village. Well, there was enough to talk about that we asked him if he would be interested in having a follow-up that was instead of just Ted, Ted and I as part of Two Sides. So we did that. We did that virtually. Uh, we just had a phone call with him. And we did it at the Thurmont Library. So that full recording is available already. That is episode 33. Today, we are right now recording for you episode 34, 
but we would encourage you to listen to that, which you don't hear on that because it literally is just our recorded call with him is the space in which we were recording. I think you may have said something at the very beginning to say we're in the Thermont branch, but that's about it. So I think we should talk a little bit about Thermont's branch. Um, That was incredible. And this is part of the Frederick County Public Library. Correct. A neighboring county for us. Um, I think I did say it kind of looks like a mountain lodge when you... It sure does. You walk up to it. Beautiful stonework. Very, very nice place. And it's... um, Thermont is kind of right up against the mountains of Frederick County. So if you're not around here, when you talk about mountains, we're not talking about Colorado kind of mountains. This is Appalachian Mountains, much, much older, has been worn down by time, but still clearly a a mountain sort of area. And you're you're very aware of it when you're there. Um, Inside... Also, Mountain Lodge kind of feel, you know, big uh, wood beams, uh, lots of windows, very open and 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 light. Uh, they have another Maryland room. We didn't get to go in here. You might, some of you might remember us talking about the Maryland room in the Easton Library in the Talbot County Public uh, Library system. Uh, we talked with a librarian there a yes. little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can imagine that we might want to talk with them some more sometime. We didn't get to talk to the manager of, of the library. Uh, it sounds like there's a little bit of history to that building and location. Uh, but we'll have to see if maybe we get another chance sometime. Yeah, and interesting, you know, we're learning more about all the activities that are offered in a library besides your typical story time. And this was no different. In Frederick, uh, at the Thermot branch that day, they were having an event. This beautiful branch has a covered deck area um, that looks like it would hold easily 65, 70 people, I'm, I'm just guessing. And they had an outdoor concert going on. Um, and it's apparently something that they, they do um, through the summer. It's a summer concert series. And there's a concert going on at the library. It's just wild because you think of, if you think of libraries in the old school sense, what are you supposed to do? Shh, be quiet, right? Well, there's a concert, there's music playing. Now it's outside and it's separate and you can't hear it from inside as much, but what a neat offering. And I I think it's more of what we've been talking about, just, you know, community center, not just place to get books. Do you have the name of the group there? I don't remember what it was. I think it was the Flybirds. Does that sound right to you? That that, that could be. I think so. And this was the last of their summer concert series. So if you're listening and you're local and you're interested, you'd have to wait till next summer to go. This was the last one. It's funny. At some point I checked them out and said, oh, this this is something I kind of like. I I would listen to this. And I said something to Lori about it. And, and, you know, it's like, oh, you know, laughing. I've been listening to them all day. Yeah, I did just look it up. It is the Flybirds. Um, they, well, yes, I was curious about what is this music? What kind of artist is it? I, I knew I might have my, my kids with me and thinking, are they going to be entertained listening to music while I was recording the episode? And I just did confirm it is the Flybirds. And um, no, no offense to the Flybirds, but it was not their kind of music. No. <laughs> they did not go with me. It's your kind of music. But I was listening to see if it was going to be something I could take them along or if it was just going to be me. Um, so anyway, music on the deck concert series at the Thermont Regional Library will be back again next summer. I would imagine they did it in June, July and August. So too late for this year, but, uh, maybe, maybe next. And, you know, if you're not a local person, but you're listening to our show, I hope what happens is that you go check out your local library system and you go check out your local independent bookstores, because we're not the only area where this is happening. I just think there's probably things going on that you don't know about, and it may, um, you know, enrich your life in some way. So I encourage you to, to check it out. Let us know. Send us an email. 
tell us about what you found. Yeah. So, okay. That's, that's something. I definitely would like to see some audience engagement on this one, which is what you said a few minutes ago about going to a day for book lovers and being one of four gentlemen in the audience of 100 plus people. I don't know if we were all gentlemen. Probably not. But anyway, <laughs> I think there's something... I don't know that we have the answer, right? We're not going to solve this problem if it's even a problem, but it's just an interesting topic of discussion. So we were here, give you a little backstory for listeners. We were here recording an episode or at least planning out an interview. That's what it was. We were planning out our interview with Charlie Goodyear, the second one. And we walked up to Jeannie Bird which is a local bakery that also has uh, breakfast and lunch items um, to get something to eat. We also went up there to introduce ourselves to the owner of that bakery because he is going to be the host of the two sides to the plate cooking challenge. His name is Bernie, very nice gentleman. He was very busy interacting with all of his customers um, in the bakery when we got there, but made a point of spending a few minutes with us. And uh, so we got to meet him and just so happened to run into two very good friends of yours. So let's talk about that and the conversation that we had about men and books. So go ahead and first of all, give a little bit about, you know, Karen and Richard, because you've known them a long time. Yes. Yeah. Um, Richard, I, I worked with for a number of years and now he's been retired for some time and his wife, Karen, um, I think I only got to know socially I, or through him socially, you know, not, not through work, Okay. but, uh, yeah, I've known them both for a long time. Uh, they're definitely book people, big, big readers. Mm -hmm. They both have served on the Carroll County public library board of trustees different times. Okay. Don't want to stack the thing with soysons. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was um, an accident that we yeah. we ran into Unplanned. them. And I think we ended up talking to them a little bit about another event we have coming on November 7th. Yes. Which is going to be a look back at our first year and a look ahead to the second year. And they were sharing some thoughts on what they would like to, to see. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Are you remembering something? I more? am. Well, it's two things. It's, it's, as you said, we'd love to hear from you audience. Tell us about, you know, your thoughts on some things. That's, that's what we got to do is that we, we happen to know that, that Karen and, and Richard follow the show. They're listening to our episodes. And so it was a great opportunity to get some direct feedback about, you know, what do you like? What would you like us to do different or more of or change in, in season two? Because they we, said, get rid of Ted. <laughs> they have, we have some time to prepare and to think about what does season two look like. And I really appreciated hearing from them about the things that they are really enjoying about the show and things that we haven't talked about yet that they would like to see discussed. So I would just encourage anyone that's listening that we would love to have the same with you. We'll meet you, Jeannie Bird. <laughs> we can have some lunch or a cup of coffee, or you can simply send us an email. <laughs> so uh, if you have any thoughts about the show, about things that we're doing or not doing, and season two is to be planned, uh, this is your chance to weigh in on what kind of program you'd like to hear. And the discussion about boys and books came up. I don't remember. Or maybe you were getting your lunch at the time. or Oh, no, I, I left to help. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, Good Samaritan Ted came to the rescue on an event that was happening. And you put chairs all around the room to, right. to set up for an event here at Exploration Commons. So we talked, um, Karen Richard and I, about the lack of gentlemen at some of these book events. So I, I asked him if he thought that it was because of the types of books that are, are they just more, you know, not to be whatever, not to make it about gender, but are they just more something a girl would want to listen to or, or read than a, than a boy would? And, and he's like, no, nah, I don't know. I don't know if it's that. I mean, I, I read plenty. So I just don't think I need to talk about it the way women do. <laughs> 
fair, fair, and and so true. Uh, we like to make events of it. You know, book clubs for women are are very popular because girls like to talk. And I'm not even sure how much the books get talked about or if it's about everything else going on in the world. But um, anyway, maybe book clubs for boys is is not the answer. But I just have this thing that I think you with guys and having books and beer is there's something there so that's that's on your plate ted you gotta beat me on the two sides to the plate challenge of cooking and you need to figure out how to involve gentlemen more in the book events i just give them enough beer and they can <laughs> stick a book in their hand it's what i'm suggesting maybe you need to plan some books in a beer type of events and they will come little bit off that topic but yeah. you mentioned me set helping to set up for an event yes i forgot about this that was uh laura lipman was oh, well, that's here right. to talk about her new book who you have some history with yep i've interviewed her on two of her books um i wish i would have gotten to do this one but that didn't happen but i did talk to her after her event and after she signed all the books and she is conceptually on board with doing a two sides interview. Oh, great. I didn't tell you that? I don't remember. We've had a lot going on lately. I know we have a couple of to be scheduled interviews. So that's awesome. We're, we're going to, that's part of season two planning is we need to figure out yeah. how we can talk to these people. So Laura's on a book tour now. Oh, exciting. And you know, it was kind of, okay, not now, after the tour. Sure. But. But yes, I, I would like to do that. And she's local, right? So the possibility of it being in person is higher, I would imagine. Yeah, she's a Baltimore person. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I don't know, but maybe. Okay. And then Lori, a couple other to be scheduled. We have two other things where we have people we know they want to do the interview, but we don't have a time yet. Right. One is Patty Callahan, mm -hmm. who we've interviewed previously in a book called Once Upon a Wardrobe. Yes. So this would be to interview her on her new book, The Secret Life of Flora Lee. And she's on the book tour or finished the book tour. She's been very, very busy. Yeah. Um, again, on Instagram, we're following her and she's got so many book signings. Yeah. Uh, her Instagram presence is is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know much about how you do it well, but she seems like she's probably a case study. Wow. She is so good at it. And at some of it, I, I hate to make it sound like this because she's a very talented woman. She's beautiful. So she's very camera um What's the word for that? Uh, friendly. She's very, she just she photographs well, and her videos are amazing. And she has beautiful dresses and stuff. So I think people like to see her. <laughs> so she's great for Instagram. <laughs> I'll have to look back and see what the dresses look like now. <laughs> and then the other one is uh, local. We we're talking about Frederick County. Mm -hmm. uh, she's a Frederick County yes, resident named Sarah, Sarah Adler. Adler, and she has a book called uh, Mrs. Nash's Ashes. Yes. And uh, she also has said that she would like to do an interview with us, but we just we haven't set a time for that yet. To be scheduled uh, with some help from our community partners. Uh, that was one that is definitely going to be with the library and, and a likely story because we need some help for some of these bigger people with their, um, you know, filling the room. We need figuring out the space to do that so everyone can participate. Um, but we've both already read that book and working on a second reading so that uh, we're ready when that gets scheduled um, uh, to, to talk with both of, of those authors. And Mrs. Nash's ashes yes. in this book mm -hmm. are actually the ashes of somebody yes. who is making a road trip. See, you just did another teaser. You didn't say who, well, Kind of the title says, but uh, you didn't give away too many details. Go pick up the book if you're interested and you can find out with us. All right. So we've talked about things that have happened and there's a big one that's about to happen tomorrow. The National Book Festival is happening in D.C. Uh, this is we're recording this Friday. It, it is literally tomorrow morning, Saturday. It's an all day event. Um, I don't know if I'm going to post this tonight that people will hear it, see it, have time to get there and participate. But I would imagine that our next episode after this one will be to tell you about what we learned at the National Book Festival. And even if you don't hear this in time, 
to go this year. This is an annual event. So Absolutely. you can start planning for, for next year. And doing some research about the event, I do know that they're offering some um, live streaming on a few of the author events. So if you can't go and you happen to hear this episode and you're interested, I think you'll have the ability to go Google National Book Festival and see and hear some of the author talks that go on. It's a huge event. And there's, of course, lots of book festivals, but this this is a big one. Yes. Uh, you know, some festivals you go to, you know, maybe there's a dozen authors there. I don't know how many are at this, but there, there's a, a lot and they get a lot of big names here. So, so many. And even so big that our one of the local bookstores, Rudolph Girls, put together a bus trip. Oh, yeah. So that people from Carroll County would be able to get down there um, together um, into D.C. To, to attend this. So just another community sort of service offered by one of our local independent bookstores. Yeah, we'll have to find out how that turned out for them. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. It'd be nice if we could talk to them afterwards and compare like our experience at the book festival um, as compared to theirs. So maybe that will happen. We can reach out to uh, to Nikki and Allie. And uh, I definitely think it'll be a topic at, at the next um, episode for sure. Okay. So uh, just to reiterate a couple of dates, we'll tell you about the book festival afterwards. That'll be the next episode. We've got the cook-off, two sides to the plate um, happening on Halloween. There may or may not be opportunity for a few people in the audience of that. So we'll give you more details when they're figured out. But I do think it is going to be recorded. So between it becoming an episode, certainly, it may even be that we can have people watch it after the fact. I believe we're working on that. Yeah, I think so. So that stay tuned for that. And then our season two um, launch, as Ted mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, if you already wrote the date on your calendar, we were originally planning for that to be October 19th. And with a scheduling conflict with the busy Ted Zaleski, <laughs> we had to change that. So scratch off October 19th and pencil in November 7th. November 7th is now going to be our season two kickoff. It's a Tuesday evening. More details to follow. It will definitely be an audience opportunity. We're actually going to be sending out some invites to people that we hope to join us. Uh, we're putting together the programming of the things that we're going to be talking about that evening. There will definitely be another book giveaway like we did on our first episode. Uh, it will also be recorded, but if it's one that you can attend, we would love to fill the room. So mark your calendar for November 7th. You don't have to get an invitation. You know, if you hear about this and you want to come. Show up. Show up. If the library know, will be offering, I'm sure, a registration in case we would fill the space. But um, yeah, mark your calendar now because we would really love to see you there. If you know somebody who you think might be interested, uh, you know, please mention them to them. You know, like Lori said, yeah, we'd, we'd really like to see the whole room filled, get a chance to meet people, talk about Again, going back to what Roy was saying earlier, you know, what what do you like? What do you what do you not like so much? What, yes. what can we what can we do to make this fun for you? Absolutely. Okay, so I think that wraps up episode thirty four, the two sides teaser show, and more to come um, in the weeks to come. We were talking about this earlier today. Lori said a quick episode. Uh, we're now up to fifty three and a half minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah, girls and talking. You know how that goes. Well, thanks for listening. Enjoy your reading.